You're listening to the Simple Pen Podcast. Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Simple Pin Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking with Andrea of Online Drea about how to repurpose social media content into Pinterest pins or vice versa. We really want to answer this question, how do we work smarter, not harder? And we know that there are so many different social channels. They have different rules, different requirements. So we're digging in with her to ask, how can we save time. Please, please, please listen to the end because her last tip is amazing. It's a really great concept that she teaches in her community. And frankly, I had a lot to learn from it. There were things that I'm missing when it comes to repurposing content, because frankly, I've been afraid to repurpose. I've been on this hamster wheel of creating new, new, new over and over again. And as a result, I'm a little fatigued. So I hope that this interview today is not only helpful, but encouraging to you like it was me to really take a step back, put some boundaries around your social media, and create a plan for repurposing content. She also shares a free tool at the end and ways that you can go to learn more about what she's doing. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that we have created some new services here at Simple Pin. We know that you are a business owner that really wants to create a powerful Pinterest marketing strategy, or frankly, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. We also know as a result of today's podcast topic that your time and resources are limited. You need help to get up and running fast. So here's the two new things that we've created. For our e-commerce listeners, we've created a new e-commerce Kickstarter package. It's a hybrid of management and consulting. It's a six-week program designed to bring together your e-commerce goals, our image team, and a dedicated account specialist who knows e-commerce to get your shop integrations and everything else you need for your products set up on Pinterest. It's a Kickstarter for your Pinterest marketing page so you can get your products up there. And last, we've created dedicated consult calls based on your niche. We have Teachers Pay Teachers consult calls. We have e-commerce consult calls and blogger content creator consult calls. The reason we wanted to make these dedicated was because we didn't want it to seem like a too high level. We didn't want to look at your Pinterest marketing plan from a 30,000 foot level. We want to get super granular with you and we want to match you up with one of our team members who's worked with dozens of accounts in your niche to help you create a detailed plan that is specific to your business industry. We want to create that plan, answer all your questions, and leave you with action items that keep the momentum moving forward in just one hour. So to see all of these new services and our existing services, we want you to visit simplepinmedia.com slash services. And as a reminder, we are a powerful Pinterest marketing agency that has vast experience working with over 700 Pinterest accounts and billions of monthly impressions, millions of monthly sessions for our clients. And we want to use all that knowledge to help you 
reach your goals on Pinterest. So again, go to simplepinmedia.com slash services. With that, let's dive into today's episode. Andrea, I am so excited to have you here on the podcast just to talk about where we're at with repurposing social media content and all of that. So I know we have so much to talk about. So before we dive in, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yes. And thank you so much for having me on the show. Um, So I'm a social media strategist. I own a digital marketing agency where we offer done-for-you social media services for our clients. So content writing, posting on social media, all of that. Um, And then I also teach social media on my podcast, The Savvy Social Podcast and The Savvy Social School. And I'm one of those um, weirdos who likes social media. Um, I have a little bit of like natural tendency towards um, like figuring out how to make it work for me. Um, and then also, I've met some of my most amazing connections on social media. Um, I met my husband on YouTube. No I met way. my closest... Yeah, my closest mastermind group. I met them on Instagram. Um, and so it's things like that where I built um, really deep relationships over the years by using social media. So to apply that strategy to business, for me, it's like you know an amplification of meeting people who you would never meet before. Mm. And I I love that you say that because I know from some friends, social media feels so hard for them because it doesn't, they don't love it. They frankly want to like run from it completely. So then it feels like they're pushing a boulder uphill. And I love when people say, I I just love it. So it's easy for me because I I often find it's like telling somebody who's not naturally organized to get organized. And they're like, I don't understand what that means. And of course, it's coming from the person who eats, sleeps and breathes organization, right? And that person is listening going, I don't know how to, to do it, how to love it. So for you, as you're teaching um, both in your community and not in your podcast, how do you... I'm throwing this question out of left field at you, but how do you kind of translate that, I guess, bring empathy into your community to say like, I know this is hard for some of you, even though I love it. Have you had to work through that and experience just that transition teaching people who basically hate it? Yeah, absolutely. Most of my students and clients do not like social media. They're like, can I delete Instagram from my phone forever? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'm very familiar with that. But I think the reason that I like it is because I have very clear boundaries around social media. So the way that I teach it is basically teaching those boundaries. Um, So part of the job of these companies like Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and all of that is to get us to use their products a lot. Um, And I like to use the analogy of eating ice cream. So when I eat ice cream, I eat like a bite or two and I'm like, "Mm, that was so good. Uh, I'm satisfied. Uh, There are some people who get ice cream and they're like, I want three scoops and I'm going to eat this until I feel like I'm going to (laughs) puke. And I feel like that's how that's where we are with social media. A lot of us go to that three scoops and we're like, I should I feel like I should like this. But like, this is way too much for me. Mm, Um, And so it's like figuring out that like couple bites that you actually want and like getting rid of the rest. So on that note, like what is your basic boundary? What's like one thing that you do that's just a hard stop when it comes to social media and creating that boundary? Yeah. So I do not have any notifications turned on. Um, And this goes for email as well, Um, even though it's not technically a social media. But the only like notifications I get are text messages and my team in Slack. And that's it. 
Um, I do not get like Instagram DM sometimes on the weekend. If someone message, messages me like Friday at 8 p.m., I may not see it till Monday because I don't get a notification. And if I'm off, I am 100% off and I don't care. If I miss something, I'll respond to it later. Like 99% of the time, it's not an emergency. Yeah, that's a good tip. Yeah. And so I've always um, kind of approached social media in that way. Uh, but when I started my business, I felt this need to be on as like a responsible business owner. And so I slipped back into the habit of like, oh, I've got to respond to everything immediately. And it gave me extreme anxiety. And so I figured out a way to turn off all my notifications. Uh, this was in 2017. And I haven't looked back. Mm, yeah, I did that. After well, especially after after I watched that social dilemma on Netflix, and they were talking about the notifications, and I had turned them off a little bit before then too, and it felt like now when I hear people's notifications kind of like dinging like crazy, I'm like, oh my gosh, turn them off! Like I can't listen to them anymore because um, it's so free not to have them on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one hundred percent. And it, it don't feel bad like. The apps are literally just trying to get you to use their app because that's how they make money. The longer users spend, the more ads they can serve to those users. So the more time they spend, the more money they make. So you just have to recognize that that's part of how the app is designed and go, no, thanks. That's not for me. Right. Right. Good point there. So before we started this podcast, you and I were talking a little bit about this marketing fatigue. Um I I think generally, we all feel a a big sense of fatigue given the state of our world with the pandemic and all of that. But as these marketing platforms have shifted so much, and as they are trying to keep people's attention, they have to keep up with adding new things. And therefore, we as marketers have to keep up with adding new things. So that really comes to our topic of today of like repurposing social media content. So we're working smarter, not harder. But I was telling you beforehand, like I feel this shift, especially in Pinterest marketing, as they're adding new pieces like idea pins and product tagging on idea pins. And they even tested a live feature. And we hear from people like, I'm just so tired. So I'm wondering in your communities too, like, are you experiencing that same thing, that same feedback from people just feeling marketing fatigue for their business? Yeah, absolutely. And we actually just did a member survey recently. And we had an open line that said, what's your biggest challenge right now uh, in learning social media? And the biggest challenge was time across the board. It wasn't like a multiple choice. They had to actually type it in. And it was just fascinating to see hundreds of people just say time is the biggest thing. Because social media is changing very quickly. And if we think about it, you know, especially during this global pandemic... I mean, at the time of recording this, Instagram Reels didn't exist this time last year. So it's like July 2020, 2021. Uh, In August 2020, Instagram Reels came around. So it does feel like a lot of these social platforms are adding on more features, new features. But they are adding similar features. So I think this overwhelming feeling, if we can find a way to stack some of these features... That may work to our benefit versus trying to learn all of the platforms and all of the new features. Figure out which way you want to go. So if you're already creating videos on TikTok, 
you can then create, you can take those exact same videos. They're now idea pens. They're now vi- or just straight up videos on Pinterest. Um, they're now Instagram reels. They're now YouTube shorts. Even Facebook has reels now. Um, and so you can take those content pieces and kind of repurpose them into other social media areas, just kind of deciding what that is instead of being pulled in all of the directions that the apps are going in. Right. So that's really interesting with your survey with the time. So as you hear that from your community and you look at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Pinterest, I'm sure there's like seven more I'm not even thinking of. Um, As we think of those, what would be a rough guess of what you would tell people? Like how much they should spend marketing in each channel? And that's assuming they're doing kind of all DIY in their own marketing. Yeah. So if you're DIYing your marketing, you're probably DIYing your whole business, right? Right. So, or most of it. So I only recommend spending three hours a week on social media. Okay. In total, that's all of the platforms. <laughs> okay. That, I'm sure everybody is like, what? As we know, we have some Pinterest marketers in our community who spend. 10 hours on Pinterest alone. So tell me a little bit about how you got to like that point of three hours and um, what you've learned about that. Yeah. So three hours is a really great way to spend half your time creating content and half your time being social on social media. So one of my firm beliefs is that social media is meant to be social. So kind of like looking around, engaging, paying attention to what's happening in the community. So I recommend spending half your time creating content, half your time kind of networking. When we think about exploring new platforms, though, you're going to spend 80% of your time on your primary platform. So if, for instance, that's Pinterest, and you're actually in luck with Pinterest because there's not a lot of like responding yeah, to comments and things like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not a lot of conversation. So if you're spending 80% of your time on Pinterest already, then carve out another 20% of that 3 hours to explore another platform and you're going to be repurposing your Pinterest content anyways right so if you have a pin that's doing well that's like um the top 10 ingredients to add into your smoothie that's now a vi- an Instagram reel i'm going to spend 60 seconds and tell you the top 10 ingredients to add into your smoothie or that's a carousel post where you have maybe two ingredients per slide um, or it's a tweet where it's just a list. Here are top 10 things you can add into your smoothie. It's a Facebook post. So you're you're taking your content that's performing well on your primary platform and you're repurposing it to other platforms. Now, you can spend more time on the other platforms, but this is where you have to start outsourcing. So when we think about how much time in a day we spend on the rest of our business building activities... For a lot of us, like average, it's not easy to like carve out an extra three hours, four or five hours. So let's say you're spending six hours a week on social media. If you're already spending that time doing other business building activities, it's really tough to carve that out. So you've got to give up something. Maybe it's you're now hiring a bookkeeper. So you don't have to do that. So you're spending more time on social media. Or maybe you hired a virtual assistant who can help you with responding to comments. Or maybe you hired a graphic designer who can help you design some of your pins. So now you're spending less time in that area. And you can shift your focus into other areas. So the 3 hours a week is a really great starting point. And then you can customize that as your business grows 
knowing that you're probably shifting your time in spent in other areas. Hmm. Such a good guidance like pathway. That's awesome. And I wonder as how do you prevent people from spreading that three hours too thin, you know, to think they have to be all the places. And you said that term, like your primary platform. Do you have, um, do you see in your students and people in your community that they have a hard time distinguishing primary between what they love and then where their people actually are? Yeah. So I get this question a lot. And I just recommend to stay on the platform that you love. Because I promise you, your people are there too. (laughs) It's just a matter of finding them. So if I told you today, Oh, you have to be on LinkedIn, but you logged in and you were like, I don't like any of this. I'm never logging in. It doesn't matter. If you don't like it, you're not going to use it. (laughs) So um, start with the platform that you already love. And then you can layer in other platforms. And I do recommend only trying one thing at a time because it's very easy to try to do all of the platforms. And I'm telling you from experience, it's a full time job. Like I spend, so for me, I spend about 15 hours of my week on social media because it's my job. Um, And so when you think about that, that's like a full-time person's job uh, to go to more platforms. So you can definitely start spreading out. But you want to think about how can you get the most value. And that's going deep on one platform for 80% of it. Maybe a secondary platform for 20% of your time. And Mm -hmm. that's it. Have you seen... um, Or what would be some examples of repurposing content that don't work? Like when do you see people kind of making the mistakes of just taking, let's say, a pin on Pinterest and then blasting it everywhere or vice versa? Like what are some things that you would say like, maybe don't do this? Yeah. And I will say that from experience because I've tested everything. Um, So for our Pinterest, we would take pins and turn them into Instagram stories because it's almost the same size, right? right? Like depending on the pin. They just don't work that well, honestly. Yeah. Um, Instagram stories is just a different medium. So even though it's the same size, just taking that pin and like sticking it in an Instagram story doesn't work for us. We need to like break it up into like three different slides or five different slides for it to really work for Instagram stories. And then we also need to add the interactive elements. So when it comes to repurposing, it's not about just copy and pasting the same post. It's taking the concept of the post, but seeing how you can still sculpt it to fit the kind of vibe of that platform. And where I see this happening the most was actually on TikTok, um, which it, it has shifted a little bit now that all of these platforms have kind of like TikTok knockoffs. Um, but you can't just take a video you created for Instagram Reels and just put it in a TikTok. Because TikTok has its own kind of culture that's kind of... It's interesting. But you can take a TikTok video and post it elsewhere. So part of this is finding a leader. So listening to this podcast is a great example. Finding someone you trust, listen to their podcasts and go, Okay, this person is spending their 15 hours a week figuring it out. So I can just focus on the 3 hours a week of doing what works. Mm. Yeah, really smart. And I I like that you called out Instagram, like, when you take something from Pinterest and add it to Instagram, you need an interactive element. Because a lot of people come to us, both clients and community, and they say, well, I just can I take my Instagram 
images and just put them on Pinterest. And we always tell them, no, like it's just not going to work because Instagram is so in the moment and people connecting with you and the Pinterest user doesn't care about you. They're really just interested in a solution to their problem. And so I love that you called it out the other way being, hey, don't just take something from Pinterest and assume it will work on Instagram add the interactive personal element. So people go, Oh, now I know why you're sharing this with me. And I get the the behind the scenes a little bit, which I think is so important. And like you said about TikTok too, I don't even know the TikTok culture. I'm not even on there. So I can't even explain it. But I do know that Pinterest has seen a wave of TikToks coming on to their platform, which has been interesting because Pinterest users, you know, the joke is it's the introverts platform. So then all of a sudden you have kind of lots of people on the platform. And we haven't heard yet seen how they perform. But I think to your point, you just can't take it and assume it will work on every platform. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, leave it to the marketers to test first and figure it out. I feel like there is a bit of pressure for business owners sometimes to be innovative I mean, nobody wants to feel stale or old, but there is this time period where you can sit back and learn and observe. And I think that is the piece that's okay. That's the piece that I want to really emphasize for business owners. You know, you don't have to jump right into TikTok right now. You don't have to be on Instagram Reels. If Pinterest is your focus, let that be your focus and be okay with just spending 80% of your time on that platform and maybe taking some time to learn some of the others. But that FOMO feeling, it's it's designed, it's orchestrated right by the apps. Just kind of... You got to resist it a little bit. It's like when Clubhouse first came out and it was like yeah. right around Christmas and everybody was like... I mean, it, they came out a little bit before that, but it felt like the wave just hit and everybody's like, you got to get on there. You got to get all these followers. You got to do all these things. And I found myself even that first week going crazy. And then I went, this isn't part of my business plan right now. Like This is distracting me from so many things where my brain is needed. And you do. The FOMO is real and intense, you know? If you don't do your real right away or whatever. So I appreciate that call out too. Yeah. And and I want to just um, like emphasize that it is orchestrated and designed by the apps. So instead of beating yourself up about it as a business owner, just know that that's part of like the design of these social media apps is to make you feel like you haven't seen enough content, you haven't done enough yet. And so they're going to try to keep getting you to do more. Yes, such a great reminder. And I appreciate that of like not beating yourself up because I think in our industry, there's so many things that we can feel like we miss or feel like we don't get. And we have not only this FOMO, but this comparison trap of looking around at what everybody else is doing and thinking, oh, they're doing it so much better than me. And that just is not productive or helpful for your business at all. So, um, Tell me if there's one last thing you would love to leave people with as they are thinking of leaning into the three hours a week, leaning into kind of putting some boundaries. Is there any like last tip that you would give them as far as repurposing anything they're doing on Pinterest or just, again, working smarter, not harder? Yeah. So one of the concepts that I teach to my students is this idea of the digital brain. And so what you're doing on your Pinterest account right now is you're building out your digital brain. These are the concepts, the foundational elements of the work that you do. Like, What are people searching for? How do they find you? And you're you're kind of discovering that and building it out. So when it comes to repurposing content, 
you want to lean into your digital brain. So your content that you've already built. Um, so if there is a pin that has done really well, thinking about how you can turn that concept into something else. Um, if there is like if you want to try doing idea pins, for instance, it's okay, what's a what's a question that I got from a customer or client recently that I can answer? Ultimately, social media should be a reflection of what's happening in your business. So when you think about building out this digital brain, make it easy on yourself by um kind of creating that foundational content and then repeating it. So this is the part that I think business owners miss with social media is that they feel like everything has to be custom made or everything has to be original. You can repeat yourself. In fact, I recommend you repeat yourself often, like very often because social media moves so fast. Your pins, your tweets, your Instagram stories, they're all mixed in with so much other content from everyone else. And so you've got to repeat yourself. And especially my creative business owners feel a little bit hesitant about this, but I want you to think of it as a commercial jingle. Okay. So a commercial jingle. When we think about remixing our content, we want it to be that commercial jingle version. Like, why do we know the Folgers song? Or why do we know mm-hmm. the Allstate song? Or why right. do we know like Liberty, Liberty, Liberty? Like, why do we <laughs> totally. know this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's because we've heard it a million times. So even though that um, commercial itself is different every time, there's like an underlying theme or thread to it. So like figuring out what that is for your business makes it so much easier to create content because you don't have to recreate it every time. Maybe you're using a different graphic. Maybe you're using a synonym. Um, but this, the concept is the same. And so that's really my number one kind of piece of advice when you're thinking about repurposing and creating content and really um, not spending as much time on social media. It's kind of you're developing your digital brain and then figuring out how you can say the same things over and over and over again. Mm, I love that. That's such a good encouragement for me too, because I I feel like with Pinterest, I understand that. But when it comes to Instagram or anywhere else, I just feel like it's a one and done. And it's it's so great hearing this because it feels like it gives the permission and the wisdom to keep doing this because that is what helps connect with people. So thank you for that last tip. That's amazing. So tell us a little bit about where our listeners can go to connect with you and follow what you're doing. Yeah. So my favorite platform is Instagram. I'm at Online Drea. I hang out a lot there. Um, and then if you want to kind of dive deeper into the work that I do, I do have a free course that walks through the, the entire strategy. It's onlinedrea.com slash free. There's a workbook that's included, some short video tutorials and concepts, and then also some like done for you posts. So captions, graphics that you can just take and apply to um, the social social medias, as I call them, um, which Pinterest is more of a search social. Um, but you can kind of go through that strategy, build it out for yourself, and then start applying it to social media. So perfect. And we will link all of those in the show notes. I highly encourage you to first follow her on Instagram and go get that free workshop too, for sure, because those things help get you unstuck if maybe you're stuck and you're fatigued or get you motivated if this is the first time you're really leaning into using social to market your business. So Andrea, thanks so much for your time today. And for any of the links, um, go to the show notes at simplepinmedia.com slash 249. 
Again, that's simplepinmedia.com slash 249. We'll link to all these and you can go check things out to make sure that you are working smarter and not harder and you are making your impact on social in those three hours a week now that we have a tangible goal to aim for. So thanks so much again, Andrea. We really appreciate your time here. Thank you so much for having me on the show. 